Hi everyone, this is Podcast for Patients with the Aplastic Anemia and MDS International Foundation. I'm Lee Clark, Director of Patient Services, and I'll be uh, moderating the podcast today. Before we get started, I'd like to recognize the generous support of our corporate sponsors and our patients and families for supporting the podcast today. Today, we're going to be talking about transplant for older adults with Dr. Nandita Kara, who is a professor of medicine at Mayo Clinic in Phoenix, Arizona. Welcome, Dr. Kara. Thank you. What is a stem cell transplant? So a stem cell transplant is a procedure in which bone marrow that is diseased or damaged is replaced by stem cells from either the patient themselves that is called uh, autologous transplant or from another donor and that is called allogeneic transplants. Usually for our myelodysplastic syndrome patients or uh, other bone marrow failure patients, the type of transplant we do is the allogeneic transplant, which is getting donor cells uh, from a different donor. The rationale for doing this is the hope that the newly transplanted immune system will attack the disease cells and therefore help eradicate. And this is called something uh, as graft versus tumor effect and can pro provide a potential cure to the disease. Thank you. Does age play a role in determining the eligibility for a transplant? And if so, how? That's a great question, Leigh. Um, age traditionally has been an important factor in deciding as to who can get a transplant. Some programs like uh, our bone marrow transplant program here at Mayo Clinic Arizona, we do have a soft cutoff at 75 years beyond which we seldom will transplant. However, there are a lot of other programs in the country that will um, continue to evaluate patients who are much older than that. Um, they rather look at factors such as what are the other medical problems or what is the functional status or performance status of a patient that may impact the transplant outcomes. You know, in fact, there was a recent national study um, done that is now analyzing their data. And what they want to find is if there can be a composite health risk assessment in addition to age that can help inform selection of older patients for this intensive and complicated transplant procedure. Thank you. What other factors determine if a patient is eligible for a transplant? So as we just talked, age, um, functional status, comorbidities or other medical problems are some of the main factors. Uh, in addition, um, how their organ function is and other medical uh, issues such as what is the degree of control of their disease. So certain diseases which are progressing very rapidly and not being controlled by the current treatments can be really hard to um, successfully transplant. In addition, there are sociodemographic factors such as um, appropriate insurance coverage, uh, requirement for a caregiver and adequate social support that also go into determining the eligibility for transplant. Thank you. Uh, what determines the success of a transplant? Um, in general, transplants are more likely to be successful if the disease for which we are transplanting the patient is in remission or under good level of control. Um, for aplastic anemia patients, we do try to get to transplant 
sooner in the course of the disease if we can, um, if they have severe aplastic anemia so that they don't have, um, they're not um, in a position that they've received a lot of transfusions and things like that before. Other factors that determine success include good organ function, um, no uncontrolled, untreated infections, uh, good functional status and nutritional status, and adequate psychosocial support with caregivers, financial reserves, and so forth. Thank you. There was a national study done um, to determine um, the role of transplant in older patients. Could you tell us a little bit about the study and what they discovered? Yes, absolutely. So um, last year, this practice changing study was published. This was a national study done by our blood and marrow transplant clinical trials network. And what they looked at was um, they looked at patients who were 50 to 75 years old with high risk MDS who were eligible for transplant. Um, and the patients were assigned to a transplant arm if they had uh, an adequate matched sibling or a matched unrelated donor versus um, just the physician's discretion with a hypomethylating agent or best supportive care if they didn't, didn't have a donor. And what the study showed was that the patients who received a transplant did better both from an overall survival standpoint and from leukemia-free uh, survival standpoint at three years from enrollment. They also examined quality of life, which was found to be quite comparable between the two groups. And so the final conclusion of the study was that allo transplant should be considered an integral part of the treatment um, for myelodysplastic syndrome patients, especially those that have intermediate or high-risk uh, myelodysplastic syndrome, and that we need to promote early referral for transplant. Thank you, Dr. Kira. A any advice for patients when they're looking at a transplant? Maybe some questions that they should ask um, to the transplant team? Yes. Um, I would say, first of all, studying with even the regular hematologists that they are seeing, they should pose the question if transplant is an option for them and if they should be referred to a transplant center. And then when they actually look at a transplant center, they need to look at, um, so the data for the transplant center outcomes is published um, nationally. It's freely available. Um, they should look at if their insurance will cover their transplant based on um, their uh, policies and so forth. And then when they meet the transplant team, they should ask all the questions about the um, medical complications and the emotional and the psychosocial complications um, around transplant. Most transplant centers have multidisciplinary teams in addition to the physician and transplant nurse, including case managers, social workers, pharmacists and uh, nutrition um, specialists. And so they, we usually uh, strive to provide a very all-rounded care to the patients, uh, but the patients do need to be proactive in asking all the uh, relevant questions for determining the success. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Kira, for sharing your time and your expertise with all of us today. You can find out more about bone marrow failure diseases on our website at aamds.org by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or you can give us a call at 800-747-2820. This concludes our podcast session.